Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparency Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA neighboring rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hi, welcome back to Money in the Air, the neighboring rights podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. Today, Gina, Andrew, and I are going to talk about collaborations and letters of direction, LODs. Do you see LODs a lot when you have artists who have done collaborations, either as step-outs, duets, just solo featured, background featured? What are you looking at? We see very few. We have few producers that we work with, and we've had the conversation about the importance of obtaining LODs. Initially, there was hesitance, some embarrassment about asking for a percentage from the main artist for an LOD. However, that can soon be overcome when the main contract is signed. You can just bring in the LOD as a matter of course, and you'll find that that could be incorporated within the contract at the time with the percentage rate as agreed by the main artist. And then the LOD would generally go direct to sound exchange, but not as many as we should see. Okay, what about you, Andrew? I usually see the primary artist submitting an LOD on behalf of the producer to allocate the featured artist share, but that's very inconsistent. And I almost never see any other site artists. So say primary artist A submitted their LOD, but they have a featured artist, site artist B, that needs to also submit an LOD. So the producer gets the full, to say it's 20% of the artist share royalties. I almost never see that case happen. And there are multiple feature artists, sometimes on a track, sometimes at boards of like three or four. So that's four total LODs. And if you look at the site artist agreements, it explicitly says they need to submit an LOD so that the producer gets paid. And so that's the contractual arrangement that is actually mentioned within the contract. But I almost never see those other LODs submitted to sound exchanges. Usually the featured artist, the primary artist only. And that's even very inconsistent and hard to get if they're not done when the deals are circulated. Okay, let's talk more about the side artist. So say you have Macklemore, who is doing a track for his new album, and he has the guest artist of Jess Glynn and Radical. So Macklemore has to sign an LOD, so Jess Glynn gets her neighboring rights as another featured artist, and Radical gets his as another featured artist as well. How often is that being done? Are you seeing those LODs? And how are they splitting the royalties if you are? In terms of what's happening here at Sound Exchange, if the side artists are mentioned or are listed within the artist column in the metadata, then it's automatically split by default evenly amongst all featured artists on the track. So no LODs needed at Sound Exchange for the side artists specifically. That's only if and only if they're listed within the metadata. So if they are not, then you need to claim it if you're the side artist. But since we're talking about producers, side artists don't need to do anything at Sound Exchange. It's really just the producers that 
need an LOD from the primary artist and then the side artists themselves. Is it different at PPL though? that they, the side artists would need an LOD? Similar to Sound Exchange. If the featuring artist is listed in the artist title, we can claim them as other featured artists. That's fine. Or supply PPL may still want some evidence from you. So you can send either something from Discogs or Spotify or iTunes or whatever, just some, a screen grab that will show that they are listed as a featured artist or another featured artist. So there is no form to complete. The only form that is needed is for the producer, which would be an eligible studio producer form that would need to be signed. I think half the problem, though, with sound exchange that we've come across is that the producers just simply don't know about these forms. And it's almost like this best kept secret that representatives know about it and can go and work on behalf of producers and say, hey, did you know this? We can sort this for you and put your claims through and bring in this money, which is is great, but it's not helping out those producers that aren't represented. And it's those producers that are going to be missing out and that need to know that these forms do exist and should be signed and should be sent to Sound Exchange or should be sent to PTL. And then these claims could be paid because I have seen so many claims on PPL for studio producers, non-eligible. So uh, an artist is thinking that, yes, they've submitted their claim, but because they've entered it as studio personnel, producer, not eligible, and they won't get paid. Wow, that is great, guys. Tonight was an easy one. We had some really good news and just a little bit more good advice. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening. Remember, if you're not a member already, go to www iafar.co.uk and hit the join now button. And if you are a member, thank you so much. See you soon.